This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life. Uh, this is an Old Testament story about a guy named Hezekiah. And um, I'm, I'm jumping into a new series today. And the title of this series is just very simply, God wants you to be happy. I don't know if you know this about God, but let me just tell you something about God. God wants you to be happy. Now, I, I grew up, uh, in, I'm a pastor's kid, so forgive the jadedness, but um, I grew up in church, and church was always like, um, God doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to have joy. Happiness is, you know, external things, but, but joy is the inside, the attitude of the heart. I'm here to tell you God is big enough that he can make you joyful, and he is also simultaneously concerned with how happy you are. The external realities of your bank account, of your job, of your life. Anybody thankful today that God's not going, I only do joy? Anybody thankful today that he also, you're going to have to be louder for me, please. I just, my third time. He wants us to be happy. I got to tell you today, you serve the God of celebration. You serve the God of laughter. You serve the God of dancing. Come on, the joy of the Lord, that's what is our strength you got to know this about God. Our God lets us and wants us to party. We're the partiers in the house. Our party is even better. Our party has no hangover. Our party has no regrets. Hashtag Vegas. Our party is better because it's a party with a purpose, and it's celebrating how awesome and good and faithful and kind our God really is. Come on, I feel like clapping and getting happy. I wish Pharrell was here right now. I'm going to preach myself happy. Like, Chad, what does that even mean? So dumb. Okay, but let me just tell you this story. 2 Chronicles chapter 30. This is a story about Hezekiah, and he has, he has gathered, he has summoned, he has sent couriers to go get all of the tribes of Israel. All 12. All y'all are coming to the party because we're going to turn up in the name of Jesus. So everybody get to Jerusalem, because I hired a DJ. We got carne asada. We got tofu for the glutens. Freeze. And um, we're going to party. Watch what it says here. Second Chronicles chapter 30. I love this. It says, and the people of Israel who were present at Jerusalem kept the feast of unleavened. Oh, I love that word feast. Unleavened bread. Seven days with great gladness. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day, singing with all their might to the Lord. Now, I love that. They're singing with all their might. You ever be in church and someone's like kind of whispering, Feel the earth start to shake. No, I like people that sing loud, even when they're off key. You know they've been saved from some, from some stuff right there. It's a sign. The louder you sing, the more you know you went through some stuff so you can sing. So they're singing with all their might. And Hezekiah spoke encouragingly to all the Levites who showed good skill in the service of the Lord. So they ate the food of the festival for seven days, sacrificing peace offerings and giving thanks to the Lord, the God of their fathers. Then the whole assembly agreed together to keep the feast for another seven days. So they kept it for another seven days with gladness. In other words, this party was so good, they were just like, hey, y'all want to keep going? 
You want to keep partying? Have you ever been on vacation? The vacation was so good. You're like, let's just extend the vacation. These guys were partying so good. They're like, let's, we don't got going, anything going next week. Should we just, okay, let's go. Another seven days. Another seven days with gladness. Then the whole assembly of Judah and the priests and the Levites and the whole assembly that came out of Israel and the sojourners who came out of the land of Israel and the sojourners who lived in Judah rejoiced. So there was great joy in Jerusalem, for since the time of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, there had been nothing like this in Jerusalem. In other words, this party is going off. People are dancing, they're shouting, they're smiling, they're eating, and everybody's like, yo, we have not had a party like this since the early 2000s when Nelly was popping off. We had, since Chingy dropped, we have not had a party like, I'm just glad y'all know what that is. But we, we have not partied like this since the early, come on, this, we haven't seen anything. I'm telling you, we serve the God of festivity. We serve the God of celebration. We serve the God of laughter. We do not serve the God of doom and gloom. We do not serve the God of judgment. We do not serve the God that wants you to be stuffy and stale and country club. Come on, somebody thank him today. We serve the God of gladness. We serve the God of joy. We serve the God of celebration. That's who our God is. God threw a party that was so good, it went 14 days. They're singing, they're shouting, they're dancing, and God's going, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want for my people. That's the party I want to throw. I don't throw. You ever been to a stale party? You ever been to a bad party? Like the DJ's not hitting, the mute, the sound system's weak? Not, not our God. Our God throws the best party. It's the biggest party. It's the celebration party. I want to convince you that God wants you to be happy. Whatever you're going through, whatever season, whatever stage, God wants your life to be filled with joy and happiness. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. I love this thought. If God wants me to be happy, then why aren't I? If that's God's will and God's heart for my life, that I would be happy, then why in the world am I riddled with depression, facing anxiety, stressed out, easy to anger? If God's will is for me to be happy, why am I not happy? I want to preach this message. I want to convince you that no matter what your circumstance looks like, the joy of the Lord wants to overwhelm you so you could be filled with laughter today. Amen to that? Come on, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you're so wonderful. You are so kind. You are so loving. You are so good. We are mindful today that you are not against us. You are for us. So today, as we open up your word, can you open up our eyes so we can really see who you are, open up our ears so we can really hear who you are. We are so thankful. We are, we are filled with gladness because of your love in our life. And Lord, as a church community together, we are believing that this is the year the Dodgers will win the world. Series and the Lakers will win the NBA championship. We will throw a party like no other in celebration of that. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together, Come on, Zoe, let's clap our hands in faith. Let's get indulge me a little bit. Come on, let's clap and thank God. Doyers, Lakers, Vamanos. Okay. Um, I, I was at a party the other day and someone had brought up the thought, um, what 
what makes you happy? So I started thinking in my life, what, what makes me happy? You know, my kids, I got four kids. My kids just being around, they're wild, they're crazy, they're savage. I love being, my kids make me, my wife makes me happy. Being around my wife and just going out on a date, going out to eat, just my wife makes me happy. G golf, I like to golf. I'm not good at golf, but I like being out there. I like the outfits, okay? So I like to golf, I like basketball, I'm a basketball player. I like to go out, I like shopping. Where are the shoppers at? Anybody like to shop? But I don't want to go shop and not buy anything. That doesn't make me happy. I need to, I want, I want to buy some shoes. I want to get us, I don't want to leave without bags. Am I preaching to anybody? So that makes me, that day, I was, uh, I was talking to my wife, and she's like, babe, all I want, all I want is for you to take me to a wedding. Oh, this is all I want. I want to go to a wedding and get all dressed up together. And I want to go to a wedding and sit together. And I want to go to the reception. And I want to dance together. And the more she's describing it, the more anxiety I get. The more I'm like, uh, no, no, no. The, the, everything you're describing is why I don't, I do weddings. I don't go to weddings, okay? I don't, I just, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm for marriage. I am married. I hope you get married if you're single. I just, but I'm not trying to go to a wedding. And she's like, this would make me so happy. And I'm like, that's good. Other things can make you happy. And she's like, no. I, and I was like, oh, this is so marriage. Marriage is about making the other person happy. Marriage is about doing what the other person wants to do. So inside, I'm like, oh, okay, we will we'll go to the wedding. I want to tell you today, God is not reluctant. God is not reserved and wanting to make you happy. God is not in heaven going like, you haven't done anything, or I don't want to make you happy, or you don't deserve it. No, God's heart is that he wants you to be filled with joy. He wants you to be filled with laughter. He wants you to be filled with excitement. He wants, to be filled, he wants you to be filled with happiness. Just love this idea that when God comes in your life, you are blessed, which means you are happy, which means you are flourishing. Watch here this definition of this as it comes on the screen. This is an old Hebrew word. Is used in passages like Psalm 1, which starts, Blessed, happy, flourishing is the man in Psalm 1 1. This is used throughout the Psalms and Proverbs to describe the happy state of those who wisely, who live wisely according to God's design. So in other words, God has a design for my life. God has laid, God wants me to be happy so much that he's put a design in place so I could flourish. I could be blessed. I could be happy. And when I walk in his design, when I live God's way, when I do it the way God's asked me to do it, then I am flourishing, I am happy, and I am blessed. Happy is the man that's Living for God. Happy is the person that is in love with God. Happy is the person that has God's ways overwhelming their reality. I want to give you four things to write down to encourage you today. Write down number one. I love this thought. Happy is he who has a good God. I'll tell you who's really happy. Remember, I've said this a number of times, but the most important thing, that, the most important part of who you are is what comes to mind when I say the word God. 
When I say the word God, what comes to your mind is the most important part of who you are. So if I say God and you think judgmental, exclusive, you think harsh, you think uh, cruel, uh, angry God, no, you're going to have a hard time in life. The most important part of who you are is what comes to mind when I say God. Happy is the person who has a good God. I'm here to declare to you today, we are happy because our God is really good. Our God is really awesome. Our God is really kind. Our God is really loving. I'm happy, not because of what I'm doing. I'm happy because of the reality of who God is. Watch here, just let me show you some verses. Psalm 144. Look as it comes on the screen. Psalm 144. This is a great thought right here. Listen to this. It says, happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Proverbs 16, verse 20. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Watch this in Isaiah 52, verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness. Oh, I love this last one, John 15, 11. This is Jesus. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Jesus is going, the reason why I speak over your life, the reason why I talk to you is because I want your joy to be full. God's not trying to give you half joy. God's not trying to fill you to the brim of joy. He wants your joy to be overflowing. He wants your joy to be overwhelming. He says, I give you not your own joy. Like I know we live in L.A. It's like, oh, it's energy, vibes, the earth, so cool. But listen, I'm not trying to tap into my human strength or my human joy. I have the joy of Jesus. Jesus says, I'm going to share my joy with you, and I'm going to give you not this other joy or some counterfeit joy. I'm going to give you my joy. So I speak over you. I love you. I pursue you. I fight for you because I want your joy to be full. This is God's desire that we'd be overwhelmed with the reality of Jesus in our life. So who's happy? Anybody? I like that. <laughs> you got me so good on that. She was like, I, I am, Pastor. <laughs> Anybody else? Like kidding. Who's happy? Anybody who has a good God. You know who's not happy? People steeped in legalism. People that are trying to strive and earn joy. Now, I have joy because God has been so overwhelmingly good to me. He speaks life over me. He rescues me. He fights for me. He, when I'm lost, he runs after me. I'm happy, not because of everything I'm doing. I'm happy because of everything he's doing. Why do I have joy? Happy is he whose God is the Lord. Happy is he who has a good God. Happy is the person who is blessed, not because of their own merit, but because of who God is. In fact, I want to tell you today, God's desire. God, we don't have to choose joy. Okay, guys, joy or happiness. No, I'm telling you, if you really watch the Bible, if you really watch the heart of God, God's like, I want joy. I want happiness. In fact, write down uh, number two today. His desire for us is happiness, joy, contentment, and satisfaction. This is his desire. God's desire for you. What does God want for you? He wants you to have happiness. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have contentment. He wants you to have satisfaction. 
So God's like, I just, I, I, I'm not limited. I can give all of it to you. Just watch here. I'm going to show you four verses out of the book of Psalms. Watch this. Four scriptures out of the book of Psalms. Watch this on the screen. Put up the first verse. It seemed like a dream. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Psalm Pepper Heavy D up in the... Look, if you don't know the lyrics, you can't go to church here. Okay, grow track. Okay, so let's just... Either you know or you don't know. It was like a dream. Too good to be true. When God returned Zion's exiles, we laughed. We sang. We couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. Oh, God was wonderful to them. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. Come on, church. Anybody happy today? We're the talk of the town. God's been good to that person. Come on, look at the next one. I love this, Psalm 16. I'm happy from the inside out, from the outside in. I'm firmly formed. You canceled my ticket to hell. That's not my destination. Why am I so happy? Oh, I love this. From the inside out, from the outside in, what? That's joy and happiness. Happiness and joy. I'm happy and I'm joyful. Come on, that's God. Why am I so happy? Because I had a ticket that was destined to hell and God canceled that thing out. I'm going to heaven. I will live and not die. Come on, if you're thankful today that you're not destined to, come on, to burn in hell, but you have the reality and the promise of everlasting life, you ought to praise Jesus because you're happy. We, we, we were about to go to Alabama this last week, and, and uh, I was taking some of our team, some of our creative guys down to that conference, and we, we had to cancel one of the tickets because Aaron, I don't know if Aaron's in the service, he's probably working somewhere else because he works so much. He had been working so much on, on our album and the tour and, and Zoe conference, and we said, hey, your son doesn't recognize your face. You need to stay home and have a day off, and so we're going to cancel your ticket because you should not. God is so great. You had a ticket that was destined to hell. God said, I'm going to cancel that thing and I'm going to send you to a better place. It is a place that you, come on, it has streets of gold. You'll never, you'll never cry again. There's no more sickness. There's no more disease. There's no poverty. There's no racism. There's no division. There's no politicians. Come on, anybody thankful today? I'm not going to hell. I've got the reality. I'm going to heaven. Watch the next one. Psalm, put it up. Because your loving kindness is better than life. What will I do? My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Watch the next one. Psalm 4, 7. Put it up. I love this. You have put more joy in my heart than they when they have their grain and wine abound. Say what? I got more joy, the Bible saying, the people that have all their grain and all their wine. What's it talking about? Stuff. They can have all the cars, all the, 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 the it doesn't matter, just stuff. I have more joy than anybody else because when I got Jesus, I don't need nothing else. When I got God, I don't need anything else. Come on, I don't need you to add cars. I don't need you to add riches. I don't need you to add houses. I don't need you to add fame. I've got God, so I'm content. What will satisfy you? What will cause contentment? Where does joy come from? What makes you happy? So many of us think, if I get this, if I get that, if I go, and every time it leaves all of us empty. 
Every time I thought, if I get to this place, if I get to do this, if I get, if I, if I, once I get here, and every time I arrived, I go, oh, still didn't satisfy. And what's the Bible saying? The Bible saying, blessed, happy is the person who has God, who God keeps loving and showering mercies on and comforting and loving. And when I have, I love Psalm 23, one of the most famous portions of Scripture. What does he say? Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not, I shall not want. Translation, when I have God, I don't really want for anything. I don't really need all that stuff anymore. I've got Jesus, and if I had nothing, I feel like I got everything. And so I just, I'm content in my relationship. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm driven, and, I, and I, I'm ambitious, and, I, and I've got goals, and I've got dreams. But even if it doesn't happen, even if he doesn't add it, I've got God, so I'm good. I'm happy. Why? When you got God in your life, it doesn't matter your bank account. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter the occupation, the geography. It doesn't matter how popular or unpopular. All that matters is you know that you used to have a ticket that was going to hell. God rescued you. You used to be blind, but now you can see. You were once dead. Come on, but now you're alive. You used to be lost. Come on, Zoe. Anybody thankful today? If God doesn't add anything onto it, I'm already good. So the, the reality is, is that when I live in God's construct, God's reality, and I'm in love with Jesus, then I get true happiness. Right, write this down, number three. I, I just, this is so, such a reality. His right path leads us to right happiness. His right path is actually what leads us to, I'm just going to call it this, right happiness. Because don't, don't get it twisted. Can't nobody be up in the church being like, I just, God wants me to be happy, so I'm getting a divorce. God wants me to be happy, so I'm about to smoke smoke. God wants me to be happy, so I'm going to do whatever. No, no, no. God is not the author of confusion. God never leads you down a path that violates his principles or his law. No, God leads you down a path of righteousness, right living, upright living, God's ways. God, in fact, God's so good, he has a path for you. You will be frustrated. You will lack contentment and satisfaction if you go down the wrong path or you try and carve out your own path but if you go down God's path that's what leads to right happiness that's why you can't get it twisted like the ten commandments don't ever look at the ten commandments like thou shalt not murder thou shalt not steal thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not covet no, no, they're not from a place of wrath and anger they're the tender commandments they're from a God saying no no if you, if you have an affair, it's going to destroy your life. If you, if you steal, you're going to have such guilt. If, if you covet, don't, you don't need to covet. I'll, I'll satisfy your life. In fact, in the New Testament, Jesus says it this way. He says, all you have to do to fulfill all that is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and your strength, and you fulfill all the commandments. So in other words, all I have to do is love Jesus and follow Jesus, and in turn, I get happy. In turn, I get joy. You will never be more happy in your life when you say, Jesus is my leader, and I'm just the follower. Jesus is in control, and I'm just here for the ride. Is anybody willing to let Jesus take control over your life, and you just take the back seat and say, I'm just trying to follow where you lead me? 
In fact, watch this. Psalm 23, verse 3. I love the first line. He restores my soul. Why does God take time to restore our soul? Why does God take time to restore us? I'll tell you why. Because it's hard to be happy with a tormented soul. It's hard to be singing and joyful when you have a soul that's depleted or a soul that's filled with angst or a soul that's bitter, a soul that's hard-hearted. It's hard to be happy in that. So God restores our soul. So I get right in my, the first thing he touches is my soul, my emotions, my central part of my being. Why? So he can lead me. Watch this. So he leads me in paths of righteousness. If, if you really look at this verse, what God is saying is if you'll let me, I'll lead you down a path that will lead you into such happiness. Follow me. I'll make you happy. Come, come, come down my way. Follow my path for your life. You will end up being so joyful and happy. And I feel like doing the Carlton. You know what I'm saying? Like, just happy. There is nothing worse. You ever go down the wrong path? You ever go down the wrong, the other night, um, by the way, if you're wondering which maps does God use, God uses Apple Maps. He refuses Google Maps. The devil lives in Google Maps. God is on Apple Maps. Can I get a Pentecostal amen in the church? So last Sunday, we, we left the El Rey, and we used the Google Maps to get to my house. I've been driving to my house from this place for three years. I have never gone the way that Google Maps took me last Sunday. It was the worst route. It took the longest time. It was so frustrating. I said, this is the wrong path. I want to tell you the devil will do everything in his power to get you to go down the wrong way, the wrong path, something that's fruitless, something that's barren, something that's going to end up in frustration and worry and anxiety. God wants to lead you down the right path. The question is, are you willing to follow? When we say yes to Jesus, happy is the man whose God is the Lord. We say, I'm going to follow. I'm going to do it your way. I want to do whatever you have for my life. Amen to that. I say all that to say that there's still some people here. They say that's the truth about God and God wants that for me, but I'm still not happy. The reality is, is America is depressed. Most of the people in our churches are depressed. So if God is so good and God wants me to be happy, why am I not happy? I believe this with all my heart. Write down the fourth and the final thought today. And worship team, you can come. God can make me happy when I'm not happy. So you might be here going like, you don't understand. I've got depression. I've got anxiety. I'm stressed. I want to speak very sensitively and very kindly to anyone in our community, anyone that's listening, that you're, you're struggling with depression. We do not take lightly the battles that people face with depression. Zoe is a safe place. We are going to journey with you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to contend and we're going to believe that you're going to come out of those dark days, out of that, 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 that hard season, and God's going to show up in a powerful way and lead you, come on, into a better season. Come on, we should clap louder and just encourage people that are facing this darkness. Now, I, I, I want to speak just to anybody. You go, If God wants me to be happy, why am I not? God is the only God that can turn our mourning into dancing. 
God promises you and I. He's a good God. He says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. It says, those who sow in tears, they're going to reap with songs of joy. I'd be like, yeah, but my night's been going for like a year or two. I was talking with a friend this last week, and he was telling the story about he fell into a deep depression. He'd been doing the work of God and great preacher, and he got depressed, so depressed he, he didn't think he could live anymore. He didn't think he could go anymore. And months this is going on. He can't even walk, really. Never dealt with this, never faced this before. He said there was this one night, felt like he could barely get the words out of his mouth to talk to God. He started to make mention about people that are depressed, 2.30 a.m. is a friend of theirs. 2.30 a.m. is a constant reminder of what's wrong with you, what's on your mind. He said 2.30 in the morning, one night he's laying in his bed and can't even find the strength really to worship. And God shows up. And God just, he felt like stood with him. And it was in that moment that God came that he realized, I'm going to be okay. It didn't change that night. He didn't get up the next morning and everything was fine. But he had this reminder that in my darkest hour, in my worst condition, when I am not feeling good, when I feel low, when I feel defeated, when I feel like everything has gone wrong, God is with me. And he shows up to be my source and to be my strength, to be my anchor. He's going to make me happy again. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I love that verse when it says that God pulled me out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock. He put a new song in my mouth. Many are going to see and hear that when I was not happy and when I was in a dark place, God came to me and said, I'm going to give you satisfaction. I'm going to give you laughter again. I'm going to give you joy. I'm going to give you happiness. I'm going to come on. One day I'm going to, I'm going to throw a party and we're going to have the festivity back and you're going to get your dance back. You're going to get your groove back. You're going to get your laugh back. And with the enemy intended for harm, I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to use it for the good. Come on, Zoe. Let's get some faith today that God will show up. God will be faithful. God will be good. Come on, clap a little bit louder. Let's thank our God today. He is amazing. Come on, stand to your feet together. Stand to your feet. Let me read this last psalm. I love this psalm. I love this. Put up that last verse. Psalm 86. Bend an ear, God. Answer me. I'm one miserable wretch. Keep me safe. Haven't I lived a good life? Help your servant. I'm dependent upon you. You're my God. Have mercy on me. I count on you from morning to night. Give your servant a happy life. Come on, let's just, if we can be honest, let's not play church today if that's okay. Some of us are going through dark days, going through struggles, facing tribulations, and God is here to say, I'm here to be your strength. I'm here to be your source. I'm here to give you a happy life. I'm not trying to punish you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to put you in time out. I'm trying to lift your head. I'm trying to give you hope. I'm trying to give you strength in Jesus' name. Amen to that. Come on, let's bow our heads. Jesus, thank you today for being so wonderful so kind and so loving and 
and good. And today, Lord, we are just, we are so grateful. We are so glad that you are our God. You are obsessed with us. You love us and you're with us today, God. Lead us, show us, guide us, teach us with every head bowed, with every eye closed over here. And you've never said yes to Jesus, but today you want to give your life to him. You want to surrender to his love. Say yes to the cross. Say yes to forgiveness. When I say three, I'm going to count to three. Lift up your hand and we're going to pray with you today. And we're going to believe that today your ticket to hell will be canceled in Jesus' name. One, you know exactly who you are. Two, nobody else looking around. Come on, if that's you right now, three, lift up your hand. Come on, just shoot it up high. Just right away, shoot up your hand. Say yes to Jesus. I see your hand, hands. Yes, anybody else? I see your hand. Yep, anybody over, over here in this area? Yes, awesome, awesome. Anybody else? Just lift up your hand. couple more hands. I'm, I'm, I'm just believing there's a few people. You're thinking about it? Don't think about it anymore. Just lift your hand. Just say yes to Jesus. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's all say this prayer together. Say, Father God, thank you today for the wonderful gift of your one and only Son. Today I say, I believe in Jesus. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. I belong to him. He belongs to me. Come on, let's clap for every person that said yes to Jesus in our service today. So fantastic. Seeing hands going up all over the room. People saying yes to Jesus. If you said yes, we're clapping and applauding and congratulating you. Because we really believe it. The ticket, right then, canceled. Salvation, yours. Happiness, joy, contentment, yours. Come on, let's clap for every person that just said yes. Come on, to receiving the love of Jesus in their life. So awesome. So amazing. Just a moment, someone's going to come explain a little bit more about what to do from here, your next step. Everybody at Zoe has a next step. We're going to explain your next step, what to do from here. But I want to pray over anybody in our church. They say, you know what? I need, I need more happiness. I need more joy. I'm not the happy person I want to be. And sometimes I get bamboozled into thinking that this, that, and the other will make me happy. And I just want to tell God, God, it's you that makes me happy. You, you're my joy. You satisfy me. And I want, I, want, I want to put blinders on. God, don't let me be obsessed with seeking and searching for all that other stuff. I just, I'm happy in you. I'm content in you. If I don't have anything else but you, God, you're all that my soul needs. Come on, if that's your prayer, lift your hand. Come on, just stretch it high. Come on, just tell the Lord. Lord, today, it's you're my source. Today, God, Lord, we feel like Hezekiah. Lord, we feel like Israel. Lord, there's a party and a celebration. There's some laughter and there's a festival that's going on at Zoe Church. God, thank you today that you have made us glad. We worship you and we celebrate you for turning our morning into dancing today in Jesus' name. And we all said together, come on, let's worship God. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you were inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.